Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another episode of Talk Architecture. And I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. Once again, we're here, and this is going into our third year with this podcast, having had the second year anniversary on the 27th of April, 2022. So this topic today is um, something like a combination or a fruition and conclusion to two aspects of ventures that I have been going on into, which is architecture, drawing, the pursuit of drawing, and architecture, the pursuit of writing. So drawing and writing are two skills that architects and designers need to master or need to actually have a sense of being able to publish or a sense of being able to share with others, a sense of a, sense, a utility that is able to do the job that is necessary to complete or achieve what is uh, set out to be done earlier or intended to be done earlier. So may it be a form of writing uh, for publication, could, it could be article, it could be a book, it could be a non-fiction writing. And um, it could be just reports, but it's publication, no doubt. And that's in the form of uh, another skill, which is writing. And we always talk about drawing skills and the architect is as good as his drawing skills. So um, that's another form of expression to visualize or to be able to communicate ideas that he had worked on on the project. So these two skills, the skills of writing and drawing, and I like to talk about them um, in particular, um, the skills of writing down. Now, writing down your feelings in a form of a journal or in a form of um, diary or memoirs that could be published as even nonfiction, um, or fiction writing, uh, which is to do with uh, telling a story um, which conjure, is conjured from your mind for your fantastical uh, thinking about uh, a story and then putting in writing in fiction work. So writing down your feelings is something that you wouldn't really think about when you think about as a designer or an architect, but writing down your feelings is similar to designing or similar to actually trying to create um, the achievement of what you're trying to do or trying to create a space that conjures some feelings. So now that's the way that separate the um, more scientific with the more artistic. Um, I mean, this is the artistic realm where you're dealing with feelings, but one one shouldn't think that it's just an artistic endeavor because in, in psychology, um, writing down your feelings is something very scientific. So... Um, in that regard, um, one could say that uh, the ability to express yourself, why would you want to write down your feelings rather than just reporting something? Why don't you just write down your thoughts, you know, rather than your feelings? But these are closely related, feelings and thoughts. So uh, the special thing about being an architect or an architectural designer is this um this way of actually putting those two things together and working on the subconscious. The subconscious 
or the subconscious mind. So you see, every word is could be unconditionally written, meaning you conjure it from your subconscious mind. It could be free writing what you feel, free writing what you feel and putting down words. And only bef- later before sending it off or sharing it to uh, your client or to the editor or publisher, then you edit it to make it much more readable, much more precise and concise, or some form of clarity of it. So we have a personal side to everything that we do. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, professionalism comes in the order or the mode of completing on time. Um, professionalism come in the way you conduct yourself. But doing all this stuff inside, it's trying to coming up to come up with the writing is actually a personal side to what we do. And um, obviously, in um, writing anything to be read by others, you are actually aware, you have to be aware who's reading it, who's going to read it, and what is it that you want to elicit, the feelings that you want to be to elicit from your reader, what is exactly that that you want them to feel. So it's always about feelings, actually. They want to feel, okay, this, this writing actually makes me feel good. This writing actually want me to um, deal with a subject that's difficult to deal, which is a painful subject. Or this writing is, is make me happy. You know, it, it makes me um, feel, uh, feel in a way that I can, I'm happy to read this and, and it's useful for me. So feelings are very much involved in the consumption of things. It's a lot like eating your favorite food as well. But, um, you know, the audience, whether they want to read it, you know, sometimes you read the news and you read the news because you want to know what's happening and it can it could be a bad news, war or death and traffic accidents or something like that. Um, why you want to read it, the fascination with the bad news is something else, but not necessarily everything that is written is to elicit feelings of happiness, but um, could be feelings that is painful, can trigger someone into painful uh, or negative feelings. So um, writing, uh, they say that um, the pen is mightier than the sword. Um, it is what it is, you know, that, Writing can be so influential in uh, eliciting some feelings and forming some thoughts about things. So it always comes from a more intimate place in ourselves. And those are the most most thoughtful, the most um, influential um, words that comes from us personally, and it's not like a scientific work. A scientific work is what it does. Is um, uh, only certain people be interested in scientific writing. So, what is needed to be expressed is all needs it to be published, read, and subsequently felt by others. 
So, um, depending on the writing, obviously. Therefore, we we write down what we feel rather than what we think. I think um, there was a time when architects they just write what they feel, you know, and they they, they give justification to why they write those things. Um, they were not thinking that it is an academic journal and it has to be written in a certain way in a certain guideline. They were thinking about this is the architecture that I'm proposing, and you know, it could be architecture that's going to save the world or deals with certain aspects that would make our environment better, human condition better. So they just write what they feel and uh, coupled with the drawings or the visions and ideas that they feel that could best illustrate um, the ideas, you know, the schemes and, and drawings. And it could be not architectural drawings, it could be other drawings. So this is quite common uh, thing to do. Um, when there was less of this um, agenda of publication. And they would publish it in photocopies and notes and distribute it and and, uh, people would interview them and they would talk about it. And that's how we find out what, what they want, what they are doing, what architects are doing, the ideas that they have. So... Everything's a process. Um, you could talk about how you get there, how you come up with the ideas. You could talk about your journey of um, going through whatever processes that you, you went through, be it um, architecture, design. Like in the case of Le Corbusier, when he went to this Roman or classical architecture tour, is it? What do you call it? Roman tour. Uh, looking at classical architecture from um, the Roman or antiquity era of the Romans. And then sketching it as well. And that is leading towards his treatise on uh, towards the new architecture and all these ideas on type um, as we know it uh, from his writings so people are also interested in the journey and how he got there and what were his thoughts that developed these ideas like the five points in architecture so we what is the meaning of all this why do people do this why do you want to share your thoughts um, visually or in writing. I mean, uh, Le Corbusier would be a good example, I think. Um, not only he does it in his sketches um, and his diagrams and his ideas, but he also do it in his writing. So that's quite a traditional... I mean, we see it as a traditional way of expressing oneself and um, why he is what he is, that there's so many people... Um, uh, regard him as the grand master in architecture in the modern era uh, is because the audience felt it relevant. You can never do it. I mean, you, you can always do anything and whether the rele- the audience sees that as relevant work or read it or refer to it or talk about it in academia is something else. 
So um, modern architecture was taken in by uh, everyone in, I mean, uh, all the architects in the world and hence pervasive and, and, and you can feel it wherever you are in India, in South America, in, in Asia, you know, in Southeast Asia, anywhere that modern architecture influence throughout the whole um, planet with the modern movement and international style. So when we talk about postmodernism, uh, it's the reaction to the, the negative or aspects, the negative aspects of um, modern movement and the, what do you call it, the... Um, the things that were not happening or the things, um, uh, I can't find a word. I'm sorry about that, but I'm sure there is one that is precise to describe this. Um, so postmodernism was something else because um, the reaction to, cla- uh, to, to it, which Venturi and others is through the Grace and the New York Five, yeah, California Grace and New York Five, and the reaction is there were reference to classical architecture and in Europe as well. So, but other parts of the world, they have critical originalism and you have um, uh, the local architecture, vernacular architecture as being the reference to go, uh, to be um, used against modern architecture or the international style and the lack of it the unsuccessful part of it. We can go into history of architecture, we can go into theory of architecture per se, but I was starting off this discussion on the importance of writing down your feelings and uh, and the importance of uh, drawing and the similarities that both has and it trying to um, underline uh, this the way that architects do it in their manifestos or the way they think, such as Le Corbusier. And I think this thing should be revived. It, it is. You say, no, you see in Arch Daily, you see in so many, um, so many um, websites to do with architecture, D-Zine and other architecture, websites or blogs that have write-ups on this, even architectural magazine, but there's something clinical about that. There's something not personalized about that. Why aren't we having it? Um, oh, we do, we do. Uh, in our websites, um, architecture companies would write, but it feels a bit superfluous, so it feels a bit commercial. It does, doesn't, so, doesn't feel as an original work. So so these mundane, this pervasiveness in terms of everybody's doing it, you can't find the gems. Can you find the gems? So you have people getting awards for certain work, but there are a lot of rehash of themes and what has architecture gone to that they're not innovating as much? Well, lack of ideas, so we've been too much concerned with commercializing and making money. Yeah, it's it's your choice, really. Um, it's your choice. But I'm, I'm I may be talking about 
people who has, who has not made money yet. I may be talking about the Le Corbusier that was in between the wars when it was starting out and there was the war breaking out and then he started painting and then he started writing and he didn't have any much commission and then he published and after the war and then there's housing aid crisis and it became influential. But you can't find a Le Corbusier, um, many Le Corbusiers or many of these writers and thinkers um, around uh, uh, during a time, you know, many people just, just get on with the business of designing. But I think that if one has that skill of drawing and writing at the same time, and it is said by Haruki Murakami that it is important for him to write down his thoughts on a mundane topic, which is walking. Um, sorry, it's, which is running a marathon. He said it's important that he actually write down his thoughts because that will help him see. And that's something, he's a writer, and I was thinking, there's something close to architecture. We have to draw in order to see. If uh, we have projects, we have to draw. And the intent of drawing to see and the intent of drawing to just um, record, uh, record and um, show to others could be two things at once. But could they be incompatible? Sorry. Could they be not doing the... Could they be do, doing two di different things? Could you want, would you want that one thing, which is just to express an idea, a sketch? There are architects like Kalash and quite a number, Zamtor and so on, that have that first drawings of ideas. And that would help. And that skill is, that skill is either been overlooked, not being dealt seriously, or the students of architecture think that it's too difficult to express what you feel about space, or architects in general think that you don't really have time because you need to go and like uh, do some meditation or reflection, and, and it may take about a day to uh, longer to come out with something like that, or. But it's intentional that you come out with that sketch. The sketch has the objective of wanting to just express your feelings. Not the, uh, not the sketch that you want to show to your contractor the next day or the sketch you want to show your client the next day. That would have a different intent. Design intention is such a big word is such an important word. So just like putting down some thoughts with regard to the importance of just writing down your feelings to read and reflect the first instance of what you think about a subject and the similarity to sketching the sketch that just provides the first, the first instance of the first thoughts and how 
you think or you subconsciously think or you feel about a design that you intend to do. And these are the expressions of ideas and which makes the architect to be able to do two things to express themselves or to illustrate that artists and architects or the writer and the drawer or the person who draws or the same person and that these are just a way to express one's ideas and one's subconsciousness. The subconscious aspect of all this endeavor is so important. In a way, all your experience and your feelings, all your things that you have experienced suddenly being conjured magically, precisely there for you to see. And it's evidence of how that idea could make some sort of significant step. And it's always the first step, not the second or the third, the first step in recognizing the potential of your creation, your creativity, and, the, and which forms the first step to your built form eventually. So there you go. Thank you very much for listening to this episode that commemorates the third year that we're going into talk architecture, concluding the two years that we had with talk architecture. Do give your feedback. If you come to this point of the episode, do give your feedback to to me um, at um, Instagram at Design Zasve, one word, D-E-S-I-G-N-Z-A-S-V-E. Thank you very much.